quotes a Brisa Tanya of Eleazar Omer The world was created, meaning specifically, Adam Harishon was created in Tishrei on Rosh Hashanah. That the Bria began on Chafei Elul, and that's the sixth day, the day in which Adam Harishon was created, coincided with Rosh Hashanah. But Yeshua says that the Nisan Nivaholam, that the world was created, Adam Arishon was created in Chodesh Nisan. We have to try to understand what underlies this dispute between Rabbi Lez and Rabbi Yeshua. Tosfes later, in the third parak in Masachis Rosh Hashanah, quotes that Rabbi Tam observed that in the Piyutim of Rabbi Lez we find that in one place, in his piyutim for Shmini Atzeret, Rebeleza HaKalir reflects the opinion of Rebeleza that the Tishrei never ha'olam, whereas in his piyutim for Pesach, Rebeleza HaKalir reflects the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua that Benisa never ha'olam. Rebenetam suggests that there's no inconsistency within the piyutim of Rebeleza HaKalir, and that Elu ve'elu develu kimchayim, and that, in fact, the Tishrei, Olo b'machshava livro es ha'olam, the Kaviyochol, whatever this means when predicated of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Kaviyochol, the thought to create the world, occurred to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Chodesh Tishrei, but the implementation was not until Chodesh Nisan. In terms of actualizing, in terms of implementing that machshava. So that didn't happen until Chodesh Nisan. What exactly, again, Machshava means when we attribute it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So usually when we think something through, so we're figuring out whether something's a good idea, we're strategizing, we're planning tactics. Obviously, even when we're speaking anthropomorphically about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, clearly that's not what Machshava means. Moreover, what do Chazal, what, what according to Rabbeinu Tam, is being conveyed when we say that Kaviyachal HaKadosh Baruch Hu entertained, first entertained the Machshava, the thought to create the world in Chodesh Tishrei, before Briyas Olam, there was no such thing as time. Right? Time itself is a creation. It's part of Briyas Olam. Prior to Briyas Olam, there was no Tishrei, there was no Nisan. There wasn't time. So what does it mean, again, to say that Kaviyachal HaKadosh Baruch Hu had the thought to create the world in Chodesh Tishrei? We find a similar contrast between what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's original Machshava was and the implementation of that Machshava with regard to Biyasa Olam. Rashi, in the beginning of Sefer Beishis, commenting on the Psukim, on the one hand, Beish is Bara Elokim. So the Torah refers to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Shem Elokim. Again, reflecting, each of the Shemos reflect an aspect of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the world. Elokim, of course, expresses the aspect of Din. So Beish is Bara Elokim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Creator is identified as Elokim reflecting again the aspect of Din. 
Later, the Torah tells us, Beyom ourselves, Hashem Elokim Eretz V'Shamoyim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is no longer referred to solely as Elokim, but rather as Hashem Elokim, Hashem, of course, expressing, reflecting, Midas HaRachem, the attribute of, uh, of mercy, of compassion. Rashi quotes Chazal, that betchila olah b'machshav alivu as ha'olam b'midas hadin. And then again, kaviyachol. There was an original thought. The original thought which Hakadosh Baruch Hu entertained was to create the world according to a strict standard of justice. And then ra'ah she'en ha'olam miskayim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu saw that we wouldn't be able to survive if held to a strict standard of justice. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu blended alongside the Midas Hadin and Midas HaRachamim, an attribute of, of mercy, of compassion as well. Again, here too, in addition to the other questions which have accumulated, obviously one cannot speak of HaKadosh Baruch Hu having an original plan which he then needed to modify. So what then Al Chazal trying to convey in describing HaKadosh Baruch Hu as having had an original plan of creating the world only qua Elohim, creating the world according to a strict standard of justice, and later changing, as it were, modifying that original plan. And finally, one last question, which we're going to try to briefly explore tonight. The whole progression from Rosh Hashanah to Yom HaKippurim is somewhat puzzling. Rosh Hashanah, again, represents Din. Originally, at the, at the onset of Rosh Hashanah, it's Din Kosha. Din Kosha. Unadulterated Din. Then Chazal Talas and the Medrash Rabbah, commenting on the Pasuk of Ola Elohim B'Sruah Hashem B'Kol Shofar, that through Awatki Shofar, so then that Din is softened. It injects an element of Rachamim into the Din. But it remains a day of Din. Yom Kippur, on the other hand, is a day of Rachamim. Albeit with an element of Din injected into the Rachamim. But the emphasis on Yom Kippurim is on the Rachamim. Why don't we just go straight to Yom Kippurim? Why does the Torah insist on first having a Rosh Hashanah, first having this exacting standard of din and only later allowing us the privilege of having a Yom HaKippurim, a Yom HaRachamim. When Rabbi Leza says that B'tishrei Niva HaOlam, the timing for creation of Adam HaRishon, the creation of man, reflects who, what man is, what, what the essence of a person is, what the essence of our humanity is. And according to Rabbi Lezer, in teaching us that Adam Nivra Rosh Hashanah, what Rabbi Lezer is conveying is that the essence of a man, of a person, is to be accountable. That's the essence of, of humanity, that we're blessed with the prerogative of Bechirah and accordingly, accordingly, the essence, the defining human trait with which we're endowed is accountability. And that's the significance of Adam being Nivan Rosh Hashanah. He was Nivan Yom Hadin. He was created 
into a situation of din, of judgment, because that's the essence of a person. That's what it means to be human, is to be accountable. Now the term, again, a person has to give din the cheshbon, that's the essence. So the term cheshbon, the shorish, cheshin is in Lashon HaKodesh, we find it in different places. For instance, in Parshas Bahar, when the Torah presents the dinim about redeeming Astea uh, Chuzan, an ancestral field which had been uh, sold due to poverty, so the Torah says that you have to prorate the, uh, the price when you redeem it. So the Torah says, meaning that there has to be a precise calculation. It's not, uh, not an approximation, but there's a precise calculation as to how many years were left to Yovel when the sale was made, how many remain now, and then it has to be prorated accordingly. Similarly, the Chishab and Konehu, that the term, again, Cheshbon, as in, which Rebbe Lezer is saying is the essence of a person, implies precise calculation. Din V'Cheshbon, a reckoning and an accounting, suggests the image of an accountant who has to maintain financial records with precision. For the last penny, approximation is alien to the science of accounting. So too, Rabbi Lezer, in teaching that B'tishrei Nivah Olam, says that to be human is to be accountable. Not just in general terms, but for every action, for every precious moment of our lives. Accountability, this notion of being accountable, is alien to the modern psyche. On the contrary, Modern man conceives of freedom as meaning that one doesn't have to answer to anyone. So many people aspire to start their own business for precisely this reason. Because if one starts one's own business, to be one's own boss means not to have to answer to anyone. We do impose accountability in some areas, but not necessarily on ourselves. School decorum and discipline, for instance, are founded upon a philosophy of accountability. Children must be punctual to school, to class. If tardy, so they're censured for that tardiness. They have to sit quietly only speak when invited to do so. Missing homework assignments are not tolerated. As parents, we generally support such educational policies because after all, we all recognize that without accountability, there's not going to be any successful education. Hence, the current movement and trends towards mandatory testing because if there's no accountability, there are not going to be adequate results. The question which Rabbi Lezer puts to us is whether this emphasis on accountability, and an accountability not just in general terms, but an accountability which focuses on the most minute details, 
Does that emphasis extend to ourselves as well in our post-school adulthood? Do we monitor and censure our own talking during show with the same standards of strictness according to which we monitor and censure our children for talking during class out of turn? Are we as demanding of ourselves in terms of accountability for setting aside daily times for Talmud Torah as we are demanding of our children with regard to their responsibility for their homework assignments? When our children want to play or talk on the phone, thereby neglecting their schoolwork, so we speak to them about priorities, about Ikar and Tophel. But what about, Rabbi Lazar asks us, what about our own priorities? Adam Niva B'Tishrei, to be human is to be accountable. How do we prioritize and allocate our free time? Do Tfilah B'Tzibur, Talmud Torah, Gemilus Chasodim rank as they ought to? How do we spend our Sundays? Do we prioritize so as to reflect our belief that this world is but a gateway to the world to come? Man was created in Tishrei, but Tishrei never Olam, says Revelezer. That means our very humanity depends upon honestly confronting such pointed and at times painful questions. But Yeshua says that Benison Nivaholam. What does Khadish Nisan represent? Tishrei represents Din. What does Khadish Nisan represent? Nisan, spring, Khadish Aviv, is when the natural cycle is renewed. The Gemara Rosh Hashanah says in the same sugya which presents this dispute between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua Eidel Chodesh Shehoret Motsiyo Deshoim Ve'ilan Motsi Peros Which month is it in which the land once again brings forth vegetation and the tree brings forth fruits Heveyom Ezeh Nisan This is Chodesh Nisan In the Beis HaMikdash the new Trumas Alishka was inaugurated on Chodesh Nisan, right? We have Pasha Shkolim, either if Shabbos coincides with the Chodesh Adar or the Shabbos before the Chodesh Adar, commemorating that during the course of Chodesh Adar, they collected, the, the Machtus HaShakel was collected. It was that Machtus HaShakel again which created the fund of Trumas Alishka from which Kovanos Tibor were purchased. And that new fund, every year there was a new fund, so the fiscal year in the Beis HaMikdash, in terms of the Truma Salishka, in terms of that fund, was from, began on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So Nisan represents Hishadshus, represents renewal, it represents regeneration. Accordingly, when Rabbi Yeshua teaches that Benisan Nivah Olam, what Rabbi Yeshua is saying is that the essence of man, 
the core and crux of humanity is the capacity for self-renewal, for regeneration. The Rambam offers the following glowing poetic description of tshuva. Kamam ula maila How wonderful, how superlative tshuva is. Just yesterday, just last night, this person was distant, remote, estranged from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Your sins had created a barrier between yourselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So when he would cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he didn't merit any response. Osan mitzvos, when he would fulfill mitzvos, is taught in Osan Bifanov. They were rejected, as it were, <coughs> ripped up in his face. The Hayom, the Rambam says, today, the Rambam gives this before and after portrait. The Hayom, after the Tshuva, Mudbat Mishchina, he clings to HaGadosh Baruch Hu Shanema Va'atem Advekim Ba'ashem Elokechem. You cling to HaGadosh Baruch Hu. Tzoeg V'nanu Miyad. When the person cries out, he's answered immediately, Osa Mitzvos, Umekablan Osa Benachas V'simcha. Now when he fulfills Mitzvos, so not only are those Mitzvos accepted, but they're accepted with pleasure, with joy. Basically, what the Rambam here describes is his chadshus, self-renewal, regeneration. And this is the essence of man, the essence of humanity. And in this context of Abi Yeshua's shita, the observation which the Rav made about this halacha resonates especially, especially powerfully. The Rav caught attention, you'll find it in the al to an amazing, amazing diyuk in the Lashon Rambam. In the Rambam's before and after portrait of this Baal Tshuva, the Rambam says, what was he yesterday? Emesh hayozem muvdal me'ashem elokei Yisrael. What is he today? Hayom hu mudbak v'shchina. The Rav noticed that when the Rambam describes the before picture, so he, he employs the zeh, right? An impersonal pronoun. One which is suitable, one which is, one which is proper to denote something inanimate. And when the Rambam paints the after portrait, so it's no longer zeh, it's not this one or this thing, it's hayom humud v'shrina. The Rambam switches to the personal pronoun. And again, we understand that so well in light of what Rabbi Yeshua is saying because the essence of his humanity, to be a who, means that to, to exercise that capacity, to exercise that ability that we have for his chadshus, for self-renewal. It's only when a person exercises that ability, then he becomes a who. Then he elevates himself to that level of humanity. Previously, it was Zeh, Muvdol, Mehashem, Elokei Yisrael. Much as Rebbe Lezer's teaching that B'tishrei Niva Olam 
challenges us to introspect with regard to accountability, so too Rabbi Yeshua's teaching that Benisa Nevaolam challenges us to introspect with regard to his chadshus, self-renewal. This capacity, Rabbi Yeshua says, comprises the essence of our humanity. But, Rabbi Yeshua asks us, do we exercise this ability or do we squander it? Now, to answer that question, we could look around, but it's much more appropriate that we look inward. How many of us, do I, continue to exercise this capacity for renewal into our mature adult years, and how many of us slip into a spiritually static existence? How many of us, do I, have lifelong goals of Tikkun Amidos to refine one's character, to correct character flaws and the like, and how many of us basically remain the same throughout our adult years? Our spiritual growth effectively stunted. How many of us, again, once we pass the age of growing up, when it's natural to dream about the future, when it's natural to think what one is going to become, how many of us, how many of us, again, when one's here is already spotted with white, how many of us aspire to become something or someone better than we are and work assiduously towards that goal? And how many of us simply, complacently follow our routines? Rabbi Yeshua's teaching that Benitsa Niva Olam challenges us to honestly confront this set of pointed and penetrating questions. In light of this, what then was Rabbeinu Tam suggesting in saying that B'machshava that the thought to create the world occurred to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Chodesh Tishrei, but the implementation, the actualization, was not until Chodesh Nisan. Similarly, what does the Machshava Livo to Olam B'midas Hadin represent? The answer is that the ideal and it's for this ideal that we're obligated to strive. The ideal is that a person be a Tishrei person. The ideal is that the accountability, that that, that trait of accountability, that a person be so faithful to that, that he justify his existence according to a strict standard of justice. Bereshus Bar Elohim is the machshava 
Allah livas ha'olam b'midas ha'din, according to a strict standard of justice, the Torah communicates that to us, because what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's original machshava represents is the ideal to which we must strive. And that's again the same way, b'machshava livas ha'olam b'midas ha'din, so therefore the machshava to create Adam, to create man, was B'Tishrei, was on Rosh Hashanah. This understanding precludes a mindset which we often adopt. It's a mindset which says, well, I'm only human. How much can I really ask of myself? How much should I really be pushing myself? How much should I really be striving? After all, I'm only human. Human beings have uh, shortcomings. They have failings. There's only so much I should ask of myself. The machshava livos ha'olam, which is communicated to us, is that we should strive for perfection. If a person doesn't strive for perfection, so then a person is not going to achieve 80% or 60% of his potential either. If there's an element of complacency in the original aspirations, if one's original aspirations are tainted again by this, by this complacency of what can I do, how much can I accomplish, so then a person can't even begin to approach what his true potential is. It's only if a person is aware of the fact that the machshava, the, mach, the machshava to create Adam was without recourse to the koch of his chadshus, that his faithfulness to the accountability would be so great that he could live again as a Tishrei being. That Vresh is Elokim. It's only if a person is mindful of that that he will come as close as possible to realizing his potential. Inevitably, inevitably, we fall short. And it's at that point, only ex post facto, only looking back on this past year, when I realize how far short of the mark I have fallen, at this point a person reminds himself that yes, while it's true that the machshava was to create Odom B'Tishrei, the machshava was Beishis Ba'alukim, the real, that's the ideal. But the real is that B'Nisan Nivah Olam. What's real is Biyom Asos Hashem Elokim Eretz V'Shamoyim. That we have this capacity for Hishadshus, for self-renewal. And that's also this idea, again, that a person should hold himself, again, L'Chatchila, to the standard of Din, to the standard of Tishrei, of the Tishrei Niva Olam is also reflected in this progression of Rosh Hashanah and Yom HaKippurim. If the Torah would have catapulted us immediately to Yom HaKippurim again, so the intimation would have been, just try to answer to that standard of Rachamim. Don't hold yourself to a higher standard. Says the Torah, no, first is a Rosh Hashanah. That's what a person strives for initially. Strive for Rosh Hashanah. Strive to be a tzaddik gomor, to justify yourself according to the standards of Rosh Hashanah. Yes, yes, inevitably, inevitably, most of us don't 
don't qualify as such. Yes, there is a Yom HaKippurim, the Nisan Nivaholon, the Yom HaSos Hashem Elokim Eretz V'Shamoyim. I hope the Yom Shalom will will bless us, will strengthen us to realize this capacity of humanity to take to heart the notion of accountability and again standing on the threshold of the Yom Nevoyim to exercise that capacity for his chadshus to be chozer b'tshuva shleima and to be zocher b'chlal u'bifat for exivach simatozer.